0: Hello everybody, welcome to another week of Begin Again. I'm your host, Darren Jackson, and I'm just so glad that you're here today. A couple of quick things before we get started. If you are not following on Instagram, I hope you will because I'm I'm posting all kinds of fun and beautiful pictures from the two-month backpacking trip that I took across Southeast Asia. Um, I'm doing just hours and hours of photo editing, which is Surprisingly, a lot more fun than I thought I would have with it. Um, but I'm posting pictures and, and sharing some blogs and some thoughts, and uh, would love to would love to talk with you guys on the gram. Thank you guys for following, for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't yet, if you found this on iTunes, just just do me a favor for two seconds of your life and click subscribe, or tap on your phone, subscribe. If you would rate and review this show, that increases the chance that other people will see it and and listen to these stories and these conversations and that would mean a whole lot if we could get uh get as many listeners as possible um all right folks this week is just me i've got i've got some thoughts i've got some um i've got some stories and i can't wait to hear what you guys think so um enjoy reach out online uh, or on instagram i can't wait to hear from you you can find us at Begin Again Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Darren Jackson, uh, and that's that's it. There's no Twitter. There's no Snapchat. I just let's just keep it simple. Um, yeah, hope to see you guys online. Uh, let's get into it. Now I'm sitting here at my desk. I am looking at a bag of rice. I have. Um, it's nothing fancy. It's Uncle Uncle Ben. Is that his name? Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's instant rice sitting here on my desk. Um, But I'm looking at a bag of rice because I want to talk to you guys about rice today. I just got back, if you've been following on Instagram or in the blog or even here on the podcast, you know I've been in Southeast Asia backpacking for the last couple of months. And towards the end of my trip, I had the opportunity to go trekking through the northwest region of Vietnam called Sapa. Sapa. Um, Sapa is full of just the most stunningly beautiful rice terraces and mountains and bamboo forests you've ever seen, and I got to spend a couple of days hiking and trekking and, and sleeping in this incredible oasis of a place, and I learned a lot about rice. The main source of income for these folks up there, the main economy, is rice. And if you look out over the the terraces, out over the fields, and I'll post pictures of this on the website so you can see, it's as far as you can see, it's these tiered terraces, these tiered rice paddies that are green and yellow and vibrant and alive. And I want to talk to you about rice today. I learned on this trip that each individual seed is planted by hand when they're planting the rice. And generations, I mean, hundreds, thousands of years of families have been sustaining themselves this way in this part of the world. And so it's in them, you know, they know exactly how the earth works and needs to be worked because they've been doing it. Their families have been doing it for for hundreds of years. And it was fascinating to watch, but I did learn that for every cup or so of rice, grain rice that you end up with, that cup or so of rice started as a single seed planted by hand. Now, if you can imagine this, the countryside is is very mountainous, and so you're working on slopes and inclines, and, and it's muddy, and what these farmers do is carve into the sides of these mountains, they carve these tiered stair-step terraces. And then they have these incredibly intricate, um, irrigation systems to catch rain and, um, and there's, there's rivers to catch rain and river water and divert the water into these, into each level of these tiered terraces. Again, like I said, I'll post pictures on the page so you can see, but it's fascinating. they're not they're not working with the technology that we have over here. all of all of these terraces have been dug by hand. All of the irrigation has been run by hand. Um, all of all of the work is done manually. And once they get these terraces established on the mountainside, they take these seeds for the rice plant, the grain plant, they take these seeds and they by hand, plant each individual seed and when the planting process begins they are they're just it's just mud it's mud and then a couple of inches of water on top of the mud it's just soaking wet and each of those seeds so as you can imagine planting in that mud right it's you're just up to your knees and your elbows in it and it's back-breaking work i mean it's it's not it's not like the sweet image that we have of you know Gardening over here on our part of the world, they are elbow and knee deep in mud, trudging through to plant these individual, tiny, tiny little rice plant seeds. So each seed is individually planted in rows, and then they wait. They wait, um, let's see, what is it now? It's March. They wait until midsummer or so when the plant is, oh, six or eight inches tall. And then they go back to those same muddy terraces and what had once been a seed and is now a small plant is plucked from the mud one plant at a time and then transplanted to another terrace with different conditions, with different amount of water and a different amount of mud. And and they transplant by hand each of those small plants that they've pulled up out of the mud by the root. And then that plant, in the new conditions, in the new environment, becomes a plant that can grow rice. And each of those individual plants yields about a cup or so of rice, about a bowl of rice. So imagine just as far as you can see these terraces and these fields and these little rice plants. Becoming bowls of rice, individual bowls of rice, starting with these tiny seeds hand planted in the mud and the muck and the wet. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about mud today is because, and the reason I wanted to talk to you about rice is because I found myself thinking about myself and and my friends who are in these places of transition in our lives right now, that's what this whole show is about. Beginning again, right? Starting something new or making something new out of your own life. And I was watching these, these farmers with this rice and learning about how, how they plant and how they grow and how they, how they develop all of these terraces and fields. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's, it's also long, slow, unsexy work. (laughs) Um, becoming is long, slow, unsexy work. And there certainly are moments like when a farmer goes out and their rice is starting to break through that mud, right? That little tiny plant is starting to break through the inches of mud and muck and water. Um, that's a good moment. I imagine that's a good moment because it's working. It's doing what it's supposed to do. But it's long work and it it started with one person with a bunch of seeds, elbow and knee deep in the mud and the muck and the water, getting filthy, trusting, trusting that those were the right conditions for this seed to do what it needed to do. And so it got me thinking about about our lives and and the transitions that we're in and the stages that we're in and trusting, you know, because how often are we, do we feel like we're elbow or knee deep in just muck, right? The muck of life, the the daily routine, bills, um, feeling unfulfilled, knowing that you're not where you're supposed to be, right? Whatever it is, the monotony that just feels like it is dragging us down into the earth, perhaps that monotony, perhaps that gravity, that weight is exactly the conditions that you need right now in order to be ready for the next part, right? That tiny little rice seed has to begin. It must begin in the mud and the wet and it spends weeks there, weeks and weeks and weeks, but it doesn't stay there. That's the catch, right? So maybe you're, Maybe you're in a point in your life where you, you look around and all around you is darkness and mud. <laughs> and if you try to climb out and you try to claw your way out, it's just, it's just heavy and dark and wet and miserable as far as you can see. Maybe you are in exactly the right conditions right now for what's being birthed in you, for what's cracking open, just like the seed cracks open as it begins to grow. What if instead of believing that you are just surrounded by darkness and your situation is hopeless and bleak, what if you shifted your perspective and instead began to believe that you are in exactly the conditions you need to be in in order for this new thing to grow, in order for this new thing to be born, the next part in your life? It's slow, dark, muddy work. It's not always sunshine, and it's not always dance parties in the kitchen, and it's not always, you know, the free trip or the magical dinner or whatever. Sometimes it's just waiting, surrounded by what feels like darkness and muck. Because where you are right now in your soul and in your interior life and in your maturity and your emotional life, maybe that's where you need to be in order for you to break into the next place. Now, I don't know why that is, right? Maybe, maybe that's a place of healing. Maybe that's a place where you have to become so uncomfortable with the way things are that something breaks out of you, busts out of you in order to bring you to the next place. But I think there's a level of trust that we have to have that we're not going to stay in that place forever. That, that little rice plant <laughs> stays in the mud and the muck and the wet for weeks after being put there on purpose, but then someone comes and pulls it up by the root, pulls it up by the root and then moves it over to a place where it can be in the sun and the light and be on the side of the hill that is warm and and bright where where are you right now if you look around your own life and your own space and your own world are you do you feel surrounded by by darkness do you feel surrounded by by weight you know is it heavy where you are what would it take? What would be required for you to be ready to go to the next place? Maybe it's just becoming uncomfortable enough where you are there is There is merit to that there's value in that in realizing that where you are has become so uncomfortable that the discomfort and the the fear of what 's unknown on the next in the next place is worth it. It's worth it to get out of where you are, right? Sometimes we have to be in that place so long that we just make ourselves sick of it, right? That job or that relationship or that pattern of thinking about yourself that, you know, this isn't working anymore. This just isn't working and it's time. It's time for me to try something new. Or maybe you're in a place of darkness because you're healing, right? Maybe, maybe you're in a place of quiet and cool because you're healing from something that's been really hard and difficult and you've been exposed for too long. Maybe you need to be drawn in a little bit. Um, wherever you are, wherever you feel yourself in your life, what I learned from the rice, my friends, is that we don't stay there right? Everything changes uh, and the conditions around us will change or we will change the conditions around us depending on what we need at that moment in order to continue to grow. So maybe you're in a place where you feel yourself being pulled up by the root. Maybe you're in a place where you are pulling yourself up. Out of a situation, out of a relationship, out of a job, out of a pattern of thinking by the roots. And it's painful because you're leaving the place that you've always known and you're leaving the place that, that even if, even if you're unhappy or, or ready for the next thing, you know it, right? You're leaving, you're leaving what's familiar and that's painful. Maybe you are in the midst right now being pulled up by the root. What are the conditions that you would need to continue to grow? Think like rice. <laughs> if you stay where you are, will you continue to grow or will you die? Because if that little rice seed stays in the mud, it will grow to the point that it's, it's done using the nutrients where it was. And if it stays there, it, it will just die. Nothing new will happen. Right, so maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're in a space where you've used up all the nutrients around you, and it's time for you to go to the next place to continue to grow. Maybe you've gotten everything that was meant for you from that place. What does the next place look like? Maybe you don't know, but you know, you know it's time, right? What can you? The the farmers that work that land, they probably don't have a written down manual. You know, they probably don't have a playbook on how to grow the rice, on how to do the farming, on how to do the irrigation and the digging and the labor. It's just something that's become part of their DNA because they've been doing it for so long. What is in you? What is part of your DNA? What is intuitive? What sounds and feels in your gut and your bones like the next right thing, right? If you're watching your own growth, if you're watching your own development as a person in the world, what would be the next right thing? Do you need to stay? Do you need to pull yourself b- up by the root? Is it time to go to another side of the hill and be planted again to grow? Have your needs changed? Have your the conditions for your continued development as a person changed? Is it time for you to go to the next place? That That's where I am. That's exactly where I am in my life. I got to the point where I I I grew, and I used up all the nutrients around me in the place where I was, and and I had to pull myself up by the root and move to another side of the hill, and that's what I'm doing right now in my life. What, are, what about you? Is it time for you to move to another side of the hill? Do you need to be where you are now or do you need to move to a place with greater light, with different resources? And here's the deal. It's not that one side of the mountain is better than the other. It's just a different set of uh, a different, it's a different environment. It's a different set of nutrients in the soil. It's a different way to grow. It doesn't mean that where you were is bad, right? You don't have to. I think this is something that we do sometimes. We try to convince ourselves that where we were or where we are is somehow bad or wrong now. There's something wrong with where we've always been when that doesn't have to be the case. I've certainly done that myself before where I, I, I can tell that it's time to be moved, or to move myself, to be relocated. I can tell that it's time to leave where I am. And I feel this pressure to convince myself that I've got to find something wrong. You know, I've got to find something wrong with where I am. And I've got to somehow, I have to somehow negate uh, the value of the place where I have been in order to move to the place where I know I'm supposed to go next. And you don't have to do that. There doesn't have to have been anything wrong with where you were. Sometimes that's, that's what keeps us from from moving, right? It's because we look around and we think there's nothing really wrong here. You know, it's not like it's not like this is a a bad place to be, and so we stay, even though inside we know that we've used up everything. That there is for us there. There's nothing else for us. If we're going to continue to grow, we could stay. We could stay in that place and not grow anymore and not become anything else and just remain exactly who and what we are. We could. And so we convince ourselves that if there's nothing wrong with where we are, why would I leave? I don't know what's on the other side of that hill. I don't know what's on the other side of that mountain. And so we are forever just halfway there how sad how sad right to get to the end of your life or to get to the end of a relationship or to get to to get to wherever and look back and think I was just always just halfway there I could have gone further I could have done more I could have grown I could have seen more experienced more I could have done more with my life but I just stayed put I just stayed where I was because I knew it and it was comfortable and it didn't seem like there was anything wrong But in my experience, we know, right? We know when it's time to move to the next thing. There is that stirring, unless you silence it, unless you ignore it for so long that it stops speaking to you. There is that voice, there is that stirring that tells us it's time. It's time to go to the other side of the mountain, to the other side of the hill. And it's not because the place where you've been is bad. It's just because you've used up all the nutrients and where you are in your development needs a new environment. You need a new set of nutrients a new set of skills, a new set of challenges, a new, a new perspective on the light, a new ability to take in the light. So maybe that's where you are. Maybe you've just gotten to that new side of the hill and you're looking around and, and everything around you is new and maybe frightening, uh, but there's something in your gut that can tell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow here though. I'm going to become here. I'm going to become more and more who I am in this place. Because even for all of the uncertainty, there is a peace and an ease, right? When that rice plant is moved to the other side of the mountain, in spite of the fact that it's left everything it's always known and it was pulled up by the roots and it's been moved around and tossed into a bushel and then pulled back out and then put into a new place, there is something intuitive in that plant that knows okay now I go deeper now I take my roots deeper and I reach higher towards this Sun and I become and then the yield is exponentially greater than what started with that tiny little seed one tiny little rice seed and I saw it it's tiny it's a tiny little thing yields an exponentially greater crop harvest but it had to go through each of those stages it had to spend time in the darkness and the wet and the mud surrounded by gravity and moisture and and darkness on all sides it had to start there and then it had to break through and it had to just be in the the muddy water and then it had to break past that and then it had to be pulled up by the root tossed in the back of a bushel with a bunch of other plants, moved to another place, and put back into a new kind of earth, a new kind of soil, with a whole new view of the light and a whole new ability to take in that light. It had to go through each of those stages in order to produce this incredible yield, in order to produce what feeds and nourishes Everywhere in the world you go, you can, you can find a rice dish. <laughs> you know, that is one thing I've learned from travel. You can go to South America. You can go to Africa. You can go to the far corners of Southeast Asia, and you can find a rice dish. It's this, it's this nutrient-dense, it's healing, it's, it's basic, it's everywhere, and it comes from this teeny tiny seed that was hand-planted deep in the mud. What's possible with your life? How far could you go? What incredibly exponential yield could your life make in the world if you are willing to leave the place where you are, to be pulled up by your roots, and to go to the place where you are meant to be? I think that that's... a a guarantee in our lives. It's a guarantee that we will never be where we are forever. And this isn't always, by the way, a geographical thing. You know, maybe it's inside of your own self. Maybe it's the way that you've thought about yourself for your whole life. has to change. doesn't mean you have to pick up and move across the country or across the world. It's not always a physical relocation. Sometimes it is very much an internal, a spiritual, an emotional, a mental relocation what is it for you? Where are are you right now? If you were to get really still and quiet and just zoom out a bit and observe where in your life you are, do you feel alive? Do you feel like you are being fed? Are you surrounded by the nutrients that you need at this stage in your development as a person? Or are you still where you needed to be when you were 15? Are you still trying to grow from the same nutrients, the same lessons, the same relationships and influences that fed you when you were 15? Because if you're 30, there's a good chance that you have a new set of demands, that your stage of development needs some different nutrients and some different input and some different surroundings than you did when you were 15. Are you still trying to do your life the same way, when the same patterns and experiencing the same results that you've been trying for 30, 40 years. Maybe it's time to make a shift. Maybe it's time to to move to that to that place where the discomfort is great because it's unfamiliar, but you will you will be getting the nutrients that you need. You'll be getting the input, the light, the soil that you need where you are now. So, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I wanted to talk to you about rice. I wanted to talk to you about mud, and I wanted to talk to you about life. And I hope that that this conversation adds value. I hope that it it encourages you to to examine where you are really honestly and and evaluate if that's where you still need to be. And if it is, then I hope you stay. <laughs> I hope you stay. And if it's not, I hope that you have the courage to pull yourself out by the roots and move into greater light so that you can send your roots deeper and reach higher and produce an exponentially greater yield with your life. Thanks, friends. Have a great week.